0: Everyone, this is Gabby here. If we haven't met yet, I'm the Student Success Coordinator here at Food BizWiz. I support our retail ready students by helping with behind the scenes logistics and ensuring that you have the most up to date resources for your food business once you join the course in our student community. Plus, I also make sure that all of your questions are answered thoroughly and promptly. Because of this, I get to see firsthand what questions are at the top of your mind and where you need the most support. I absolutely love when I get to connect students with podcasts or content that we already have here. In the next few months, I'll go ahead and revisit a few episodes that I know will be full of resonant takeaways for you. Today, specifically, we'll be revisiting episode 16, how to say no. Say no is one of the most powerful things you can do in your business. So I want you to listen for two key takeaways today. One is going to be what you gain from saying no. This is your main motivator. Number two. Will be Allie's tips and tricks for saying no. Allie gives you an arsenal of tools that make it so much easier to say no. And these will be priceless for you. So, with all that said, let's get started.
1: I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the the behind-the-scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. Hey, before we jump in, I want to make sure that you've grabbed my free retail roadmap a workbook that outlines my nine steps to building a brand that flies off the shelf. If you're a producer of a packaged product in the food industry, you are going to want this. I'll add it to today's show notes, so make sure you check out that PDF when you're done listening. Thanks. All right, my whizzes, I hope that intro captured your attention, and I'm going to say it again here. If you feel like you are spinning your wheels, like you have a never-ending to-do list, and you're always putting others before yourself and your own goals, it is time to learn how to say no. This is a topic that seems a little bit controversial. I think in life we're taught that we're good people when we say yes. We taught, we're taught that people who say yes easily and often are people who are naturally kind and generous and who put others first. I thought this for a really long time, that in order to be a good person, I had to say yes to everything. Just say yes was my motto. Seriously, I used to shout that from the rooftops and I was proud, really proud that I was a yes person. I would be up for anything and I would take on any project, I mean any client who I thought I could help, and I would say yes to almost anything that my friends and my community needed from me. But about three years into my consulting business, I was burnt out. You guys heard me talk about this in episode number 12, on the three game changers that I put in place in my business last year. And I'm going to link that episode again in the show notes if you haven't heard it already. If you like this episode, you are really going to love episode number 12. So you guys have heard that story, that I was burnt out, that I felt like I was living paycheck to paycheck, and that I was sacrificing my most important relationships those relationships with my friends and my family, because I was all consumed by work. I did a lot of thinking about it, and I ultimately cl- concluded that I had to shift my thinking from being a yes person to being a no person. And that is exactly what I'm going to talk about today, how powerful it is to say no and how that will exponentially change the way you do business. I mean, ultimately leading to more sustained growth, more aligned partnerships, and more peace of mind. Today, we're going to talk about the power of saying no, why it is so important to do in life. And then I'm going to give you a few strategies to help you make this transition. Especially if you're sitting here being like, No, I mean, there you are saying no, no, Allie, I'm not on board with this. Um, These strategies are going to be so helpful for you, especially if you are someone who cringes at the idea of making people feel bad or rejected. So before we dive in, I'm going to say this. It took a big mental shift for me to change my thinking here. I grew up in a household that valued generosity and doing acts of service for others. I traditionally have been a people pleaser. I want to help people, especially when I know it's within my capability, when it's within my skill set to do so. I say this because if you are sitting here listening, thinking that you're going to have a hard time incorporating more no's into your life, don't worry. That was me too. We've got to move past this idea that saying no is inherently wrong or shameful or that it makes us a bad person. Again, I'm going to give you some ideas on how to make this shift, but just hear this loud and clear. You are not a bad person. When you say no. Okay, enough with a with truth talk. Let's dive into today's lesson, starting with the understanding of why it's important to shift your thinking and to start to incorporate the word no into your business. So we can all agree that our two most valuable assets in life are our time and our money. I would argue that your time is infinitely more valuable than money Because it's just that, it's finite. You can never generate more time. And you can, on the other hand, continue to generate more and more money. There is, in theory, we're just talking about, you know, theoretically, no limit on how much money anyone can make in life, right? On the other hand, everyone has 24 hours in a day, No one gets a sneaky 25th hour, no matter how productive they are, no matter how much they hack their schedule or how much they streamline their activities or narrow their focus. The 24-hour day is just a fact. So your money, your income and how you spend it is completely, completely in your control. You can do things that generate more, or less money than, say, your neighbor or your spouse, right? But you can never do anything that generates more time than someone else. You, your neighbor, and your spouse all get 24 hours in a day, okay? Does that make sense? It is fundamental that we are on the same page about this, that money can be generated and time cannot. Time is fixed, income is not. You can, however, choose what to do with your 24 hours a day, and that's where we start when we think about the concept of saying no in our lives. It is important to incorporate no into our vocabulary for a few reasons, and I'm going to outline my favorites for you guys. So firstly... When you say no, you are creating space for what truly matters to you, for what's truly important to you. I always start here when people tell me that they have trouble saying no. When you say no, you are allowing the opportunity to say yes to something that is more important to you. I'm gonna repeat that. I think it's worth saying twice. When you say no, you are creating space to say yes to something more important to you instead. So let me talk about how this might play out in a really simple example. Let's say I get an invite to a fundraiser on a Tuesday night at the end of the month. I don't really wanna go. (laughs) And it's a friend of a friend whose organization I don't know that much about. And frankly, I got peer pressured into saying yes and buying a ticket. So sure enough, like guess what inevitably happened? A client emailed me telling me that they're going to be in San Francisco for one night only on that Tuesday at the end of the month, and they're doing a pop-up at a local store. But you see where this is going. Lo and behold, I'm booked and committed to the fundraiser that I didn't even want to go to in the first place. Now I can't say yes to the thing that I truly, truly want to go to because I simply didn't have the willpower to say no to an invite out of obligation, out of the desire to feel generous and support that fundraiser, right? So by saying no in this scenario, I would have made space for the thing that truly mattered, seeing my client from out of town. That's a very simple example here, but I think you can follow along with what I'm saying. So secondly, I think it's important to say no often in your business because that's how you're able to prioritize your own goals. People fling requests at us all day long, mostly over email, having no idea what our own goals are, what our own priorities are, and that's okay. It is not other people's jobs to know what we have on our plates and what we're working towards. But it is our job, it is our job to filter those requests, letting them know what our goals are and whether or not their request aligns with it. So if you are saying yes to most requests that show up in your inbox, you are letting other people dictate what you spend your time and your energy on. So I'm gonna use another example here from my own life. Let's see, I'll do one example from my own life and one example from a client's. So in my own life, I probably get three emails a week from people asking me if they can pick my brain either about starting a CPG business or as a fellow food business consultant looking to learn lessons about how I grew my business. You guys probably get these emails from fellow food brands as well, right? Everybody wants to take you out to a cup of coffee and pick your brain. So again, let's get back to this idea that I used to have, that in order to be a good person, I had to say yes. After all, I wanted these emerging brands to succeed. I wanted these emerging brands to like me. I wanted to help those up and coming consultants. I mean, we need more people in this space. And it is totally in my wheelhouse to have conversations with early stage CPGers, giving them advice on their business. And I can absolutely give feedback to other consultants on what worked and didn't work as I grew my business. I could very easily say yes to these coffee dates. But here's the thing. If I said yes to all of these coffee dates, I'd probably spend five hours a week emailing back and forth to schedule it, traveling to a coffee shop if we were meeting in person, letting them pick my brain. I mean, that's five hours that I'm not helping my retail-ready students week in and week out. When I say yes to a pick my brain session, it means that I'm saying no to the most important thing in my business, my retail ready students. My goal for 2020 is to hit 300 brands in retail ready. And I'm going to ha- I'm going to make it happen, but I can't do that unless every student has a stellar experience in my group. That's not gonna happen unless I support them in the way that I promise. And I can't do that if I'm saying yes to every coffee date that ends up in my inbox, even if I have the ability to do so in some capacity, even if I really, truly want to help those emerging brands, right? So let me share one more example here that might help you think about this with your own business. I had a client who had a unique confections company, and they had been in production for about 18 months or so, and they were pretty quickly gaining great traction and attention. So William Sonoma reached out to them and asked if they would do a private label product for them. That is, if they could provide their confections and William Sonoma would put their own label on it, right? So it comes across private label. So it comes across that William Sonoma is making this line of confections on their own. So my client went back and forth on this. I mean, it would be great, steady sales with a big retailer. It would bring in good revenue. It would help them establish a private label line. I mean, there were lots of reasons why it would make sense for them to say yes here. But we talked about why they might say no. The number one goal that they had for year two of their business was building brand awareness. They wanted both consumers and wholesale buyers to start recognizing them and asking for their products. And obviously that would increase their sales as well, right? So when William Sonoma asked to do private label, we could see clearly that it wasn't going to drive brand awareness. No one would know that it was my client who was making this product for the William Sonoma label. So she said no. And she was so... Nervous about it. I mean it was a huge a, a huge account to turn down, but it wasn't aligned with her year two goal of building brand awareness and if anything, it would it would dilute her brand as it appeared that William Sonoma was making their own version for a lower price point so here's what happened next. She said no, and William Sonoma came back to her and asked her if they could just carry her own product, her brand, her packaging, everything. Of course, she said yes, and she landed a major, major account. That account drove her brand awareness, ended up providing really great sales stats, and ultimately helped her achieve her year two goals. She was able to prioritize her own goals and then hit her own goals by saying no to an offer that didn't fit with her vision. So how does that feel? I'm really curious, you guys. I wish you could talk back to me right now, telling me how you're feeling about saying no in order to say yes to what truly matters in your business. Say no to those opportunities that don't align with your goals. And how does that feel? I know you can't talk back to me right now, but how about letting me know on social media? Take a screenshot, take a selfie. Let me know you're out there and listening. Tag me on Instagram. I'm at It's Allie Ball, and I'm going to link my handle in the show notes too. Okay, uh, let's keep moving along. The last thing that I'd like to remind myself when I'm wavering on saying no is that when you say no, you are exerting control over your time instead of letting others dictate your schedule. So again... Let's go back to that idea, that truth that we all get 24 hours in a day, yet some people seem to really use their time wisely and consequently they seem to get a ton done and they're like cranking in their business, right? Um, And then other people seem to be constantly spun out. Think about it here. I'm sure you can picture someone in your mind who like gets shit done and someone else who is like always a frazzled mess, But at the end of the day, both of those people get 24 hours in their days, right? So if you've ever seen me work or watched my business develop over the past few years, and you wonder like how I do so much, I'm going to share my secret with you. This is my number one secret. I say no so that I, to almost everything, you guys are probably laughing along here. I say no to almost everything that so that I have complete control over what I do with my time. I say no to almost everything. I mean, some of you literally are probably laughing right now because you know me, and I'm betting a lot of you listeners have gotten no's from me, directly from me, and now you're learning exactly why that is and what my thoughts are behind those no's that I've given you. I previously mentioned the idea that people are popping into our inboxes every day, right, asking us for favors. Think about it. It's rare that we get a direct email from someone who isn't asking us for something, right? It's so easy to open those emails and all of a sudden we have 10 extra things piled onto our to-do list just because we open those emails and we've read them and we feel obligated to say yes. Yes. When our to-do lists are filled with someone else's priorities, it's no wonder that you can't get your own stuff done. I mean, it's no wonder that you have a never-ending task list and that you're just treading water in your business. It's no wonder that you feel like you're not hitting your goals as consistently as you'd like. It's because when you don't filter, when you don't say no to others' requests, you are prioritizing someone else's to-dos, someone else's goals, over your own. That doesn't sit right with me, and I'm betting that it doesn't sit right with you either. So let's take a quick little break so I can catch my breath. I can have a sip of my iced coffee here, and I'll return shortly, and I'm gonna give you a few strategies for saying no, even when it feels really hard. Instead of having a sponsor for today's episode, I want to give you a freebie, my retail roadmap. This roadmap is essential for anyone launching or growing a packaged food product, as it clearly outlines the difference between creating a product line that flies off the retail shelf versus one that just sits there. Find my free retail roadmap linked in today's show notes. You are going to love it. Okay, we're back. I hope by now we're on the same page about why it's so important to say no so that you can prioritize your own yes and work on your own goals. Are you with me? Yes. I hope yes. Let's talk about some strategies for saying no, because I know it's not easy and it takes practice. I'll tell you, I am a lot better at saying no now than I was three years ago. And it really is due to consistent practice here. So I have four strategies for you today, and I'm going to break down each one. So the first strategy is pausing. The second one is using templates. The third one is providing resources. And the fourth one is scheduling your priorities. So let's talk a little bit more about each one, starting with pausing. You want to use this every time you get a request from some someone else, okay? Pausing is the most important step that you can take, and most people skip this. So I want you to pause and get really clear on why you're saying yes or no to this request in the first place. When you're first starting out practicing the art of saying no, it will most likely be answering the question, why am I saying yes to this request? Usually it's because of a desire to be helpful, to measure your worth based on how much you give, or frankly, because of vanity. We already talked about setting aside the idea that your value is tied to your generosity, but the vanity one, that ego one, is a big, it's a big thing, right? I mean, it, it might come across like this: oh. William Sonoma is expressing an interest in my product and wants to do private label? That's flattering, right? Or that up-and-coming CPG brand wants to pick my brain? They think that I'm worthy of telling them what to do? I'm so flattered. I'm so honored, okay? Thinking about that William Sonoma example, it would have been so easy for my client to have said yes just because she was so Honored that they reached out in the first place. When you are tempted to say yes, I suggest you pause. Ask yourself why you're saying yes to the request. If it is rooted in the desire to please someone else or to flatter yourself, move along. If you are saying yes out of genuine interest in collaborating with that person, go for it. Okay, so that's strategy number one pause. Like I said, most people skip that. So I want you to incorporate it into your day-to-day. From there, let's talk about strategy number two, using templates. You might find that in your business, you get the same common requests over and over again. I already told you mine. Mine was, can I take you out to coffee and pick your brain? Once you realize that you're getting the same request over and over, maybe you've gotten even like the same request more than once, and it's one that you generally say no to, I suggest you create a template that you can use for future responses. When I say template, your mind mind might automatically go to a boring, standardized email reply, and that is not what I'm talking about here. Again, let's go back to my pick pick my brain example. Once I realized that I was typing out the same email a few times per week, explaining to the sender that my uh, ultimate priority was supporting my paying clients and retail-ready students, I realized I needed a template. So I took a fair amount of time drafting the most polite, most thoughtful email response that I could for that type of inquiry. I mean, politely but firmly telling them the answer was no and why. I never leave it open-ended, hinting that I might have time in the future because that's just giving them the false hope that I will say yes at some other point, which simply isn't true. So it's a clear, firm no. From there, I save that email as a draft. Now when people inquire about picking my brain, I copy and paste the template into a new email, I customize a few sentences to make it applicable to them and their initial ask, and I send it out. You know what? This is wild to me. I typically get a thank you email in response. People appreciate that I actually write back instead of just like guiltily ignoring the email because I was avoiding telling them no in the first place. They typically thank me for being clear on the no, and they wish me luck on the goals that I am working towards. It's pretty incredible to see. Using templates allows me to respond to those emails quickly and to give the sender a response that they're waiting for, right? Even if it's not the response they want to hear. Those templates allow me to have a beautifully crafted email that allows the recipient to feel taken care of and respected instead of, I mean, you know, a short, half-hearted written email, maybe written on my phone, saying no at the end of of a really long day. It also allows me to stop hemming and hawing about how to respond, how to get the wording just right, because I've already put in time and thought into crafting the perfect reply. It takes the emotion out of it for me as I inevitably feel a little guilt about saying no. At this point, I probably have about 20 templates that I use in my business. Not all of them are specifically about saying no, but they all support the same objective of quickly responding, getting that email out of my inbox, and prioritizing my own business goals. Okay, I've got two more strategies for you guys. Providing resources and scheduling your priorities. So providing resources is the easy one. When I say no to someone using a template, I almost always include a few resources that point the person uh, forward instead of saying yes, right? So they have a helpful place to turn to next. Again, an example using that no, you cannot pick my brain template. I'll link a few podcast episodes that might be helpful to them. I encourage them to join my Food Biz Whiz Facebook group or join my mailing list where I send out business advice every single week, all for free. I also have a list of my favorite resources for food entrepreneurs and others in the industry on my website as a whole other page. I mean, as a side note, I'll just say, if you wanna join the Facebook group or my email list or you wanna see that list of my favorite resources, I'll link all of those in the show notes. They're great. But I provide a resource, a list of resources for those people so I'm not just saying no and sending them on their way. You could have resources for your community linked directly in your templates or on your website or in your social media bios. Again, just think about, When you're saying no to them, where where can you send them instead? That that in itself can make the no feel less harsh, and you're still supporting them providing a curated list or a thoughtful recommendation on where they can go next. So finally, my last tip on how to say no, even if you're feeling guilty about it, and that's the idea of scheduling your priorities. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me talk about my love of the Ideal Week template, outlining how I would ideally spend my week if everything went smoothly and I were really focused on hitting my goals. This idea of the Ideal Week is not mine. It comes from Michael Hyatt, who is a leadership coach whose podcast I listen to, but I've been using this idea of the Ideal Week template for about a year now. And I could do a whole other podcast on that idea, the ideal week template, how to use it. Maybe I should do that. But for now, all you need to know is that I sit down at the beginning of the week, I actually do it on Sunday nights, and I plot out how I ideally want it to go. I don't always hit it. I mean, in fact, I often don't hit it. It's rare that it, my week goes completely ideally. But at least I have a baseline of what the ideal scenario is, Right? One of the things that I do is I block off time on my calendar for the important things that get me closer to my business goals. For example, I blocked off time on my calendar to outline and record this podcast. While that might seem obvious, right? I mean, that's a to-do that I've got to do to get this done. It's not obvious. I could have recorded my podcast anytime this week, and it would have been really, really easy to just have it on my to-do list as record podcast sometime this week. But inevitably, things would come up, and I know myself, I would be scrambling on Friday to get it done. So instead, I penciled in 90 minutes on Wednesday morning to do it. You know what happened? Again, a client emailed me and asked if we could meet during that exact time. And technically, I could have, right? I could have switched my podcasting time, but I didn't. I said, no, I told her that I already had an appointment during that time, which was 100% true. I had an appointment with myself on the calendar. I wasn't lying to her when I said no, that I was already booked and we easily scheduled our meeting for Wednesday afternoon instead. So by the time I meet with her later today, so this is getting a little meta here, I'll be done with this podcast and she can have my full attention. Unless you schedule your priorities and put them on your calendars as non-negotiable appointments with yourself, you will always put someone else's priorities and to-dos ahead of your own. Scheduling your time in advance makes it super clear what you can and cannot take on and allows you to honestly tell someone if you're already booked, even if it's just an appointment that you've booked with yourself. So those were my four tips on actually saying no. Pausing to reflect on why you're inclined to say yes. Using templates to quickly and politely respond. Giving them resources to soften the no and lead them in the right direction. And scheduling your own priorities so you'll see what you're putting on the back burner if and when you say yes to someone else's request. I wanna end this episode by being really clear on something. I just spent a whole episode on the importance of saying no and sharing with you the truth that I say no to most things that come across my plate. But here's the key to this. I say no so that I can have the capacity, the time, the energy, and the mental bandwidth to say yes to the things that really, really fire me up. To say yes to the things that will actually make a difference in my life or in my business. I mean, to say yes to having a spontaneous lunch date with a food blogger who just happens to be in town, or yes to networking at an industry event, or yes to a special one-off client project that sounds totally in line with the type of work that I want to do, or yes to taking a Friday off and getting out of town for my birthday. I want to have the energy to say yes to all of those things. Your yeses are completely up to you. And I hope this episode has shown you that by saying no more often and more intentionally, you are opening up yourself to saying yes to the things that truly, truly matter to you. Okay, so that's what I've got. Again, I want to know how this felt. How are you going to incorporate this into your business? I want to know what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to this quarter. So please share this, tag me on Instagram at it's ball, join me in conversation in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group, and as always, take a moment to leave a written review for me on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one thing that you can do to help more people find out about this podcast
0: and to support this show. Thanks as always for listening. I hope that this episode encouraged you to recognize how saying no can positively impact your business. If you're a retail Ready student, please come and post in the student community and we'll have a bigger conversation around any questions or thoughts that came up for you. Or if you're part of our greater community, come and join us in the Food Business Facebook group where, where we have all of our conversations. This link is linked in the show notes. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.